This is Rad Dad Secrets episode number 17, going from zero to five kids in one day. So the big question is this, how do regular dads like us who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. All right, totally Rad Dad. Hey, we have Jefferson, Eric, and tonight we have a special guest with us. His name is Scott Boyson. Now, Scott is my brother-in-law, and what's so special about Scott is he went from zero to five kids in one day. It was kind of a crazy whirlwind. Uh, but one of the reasons for these, this podcast is we want to get a lot of dads from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of walks of life, and just have them come on here and tell their story. Because there are, I'm sure there's fathers out there thinking that they're the only one, that they're on this island, that, that no one is going through what they're going through. And, and we kind of want to bring this out and say, you know what? Yes, people, there are people out there like you and, and, we're all in this together. We have Scott Boyson with us. Now, Scott, first off, I want to start out by asking you, we, we, we always ask our guests what their favorite quote is. Okay. Well, it's good to be here. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. My favorite, my, my favorite quote as of late, okay, this is something that has actually worked really well for being a, a brand new dad, I guess you could say. Um, is don't sweat the small stuff. And it's, it's very simple. I know it's not one of these intricate, ultra smart quotes, but I think it applies really well to, to my life at this time, because I think overthinking this dad thing can sometimes make it a lot more overwhelming than it really needs to be. So that's definitely my, my quote right now that I really love. Don't sweat the small stuff. That is like, a huge, huge, powerful quote that uh, I remember when I was a little kid, my, my mom actually gave me that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. And uh, to hear that again and think of that as a father, it's gold in and of itself. So what I would like to hear, because I'm actually meeting you for the first time right now, is I would like to hear a little, just a brief history. Like what, what is your story? Like how, how did you get where you're at? I know Jefferson just mentioned you went from zero to five kids. So I guess enlighten us. Like what, what was that? How did that come to be? So I, uh, I mean, I guess if we could start with, you know, most people, they probably maybe would meet their wives or something, maybe in college or something like that. Um, so I, you know, dated a lot in college, just, Again, you know, I got engaged when I was uh, about 26 for the, uh, well, I was almost engaged, I guess you could say. I had a ring and everything, but I, it just didn't work out, didn't feel right about it. Uh, about three years later, I had met somebody, actually, this uh, was more of a, a long distance relationship. Again, that was, we officially got engaged, didn't work out once again, um, kind of was forcing that one a little bit. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but sure, it was I was really, you know, at that time, I'm about, I'm like 29 by then. And, and for me, I definitely imagine myself being married at probably more like 23, 24, you know, 25 max. 
And so at that time, I was even putting a lot of pressure on myself. And so I think I was pressing it. And then over the next probably 10 years, you know, I had um, a few serious relationships, again, dated a lot, and just nothing ever stuck with, I mean, and I met some really, really great women, of course, but it just never, you know, just never kind of uh, felt right. And then person that I knew who we were mutual friends uh, with my now wife set us up and she was in Idaho. I'm in Utah. You know, I kind of, you know, initially it was like, here we go again. Uh, you know, <laughs> long distance. Um, and so, but I, you know, I saw her and, you know, she's beautiful first of all. And then we talked, um, this was last uh, February, first part of February, pretty much from then on uh, February 5th was actually the first time we spoke. And then I, went up and saw her that next weekend. And we, you know, after that, it was pretty much history. We um, got married in, in June. And that was the day <laughs> that I became a dad of five. And I guess, I, I don't know if, if you want me to explain a little bit of why, uh, I guess, the being becoming the dad of five instead of like a stepdad of five. Um, but you want me to explain that a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, totally. So yeah, so becoming a dad of five, the reason for that was my wife's first husband, who's who's the father of all of her, her five children, um, he was murdered well, about eight years ago now. And so she did get remarried. They didn't have any children together. So when she got divorced, there's really technically no 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 father in the in the picture. So I became that that father right off the bat. You know, it would it Truthfully, it was uh, thinking of it. It was a lot in the beginning, but as soon as I met them, it was something. And and I've always wanted to be a dad. It's always been something that I've wanted to do to kind of have that family and that be that person that can help raise children. Um, and so it was it was a really neat experience to to start to meet them and and realize how much love they had and had to give, um, which I was very surprised at to be honest, um, with everything that they've been through as children and losing their dad and then being through or going through another divorce with their mom. They were just so open to loving. And to be honest, it was a dream come true uh, when I met them and, and met her. So yeah, so here we are today. It's been nine months since we were married. And so to the listeners out there, the first time I ever met Scott, was at the wedding. So I'd, I'd never met him before. You know, this is my, my younger sister that he's getting married to. Never met him. I live in Oregon. He lives in Utah. So it's about a 12-hour drive in between me and, and where he lives. So the first time I ever met him was at, was in, was at the wedding. I'm speaking for our, for our entire family. And, and I'm serious when I say this. It felt like Scott was already a part of our family. Like it was, it was crazy. Scott fit in so well with our family and still does that it just felt like it was, it was meant to be and that he had already been in the family. So since the wedding, the only other time I've seen Scott actually in person was we had a family reunion. And again, it just, it felt, it felt right. So it was, it was really cool and really neat to me. You explaining that story of how you had met all these other females, marriage quality women, and it just never worked out. And now we know why it didn't work out. So it's crazy. Okay. Right. So Scott, what are you hoping most to accomplish as a dad? Well, I think, you know, over the years, I've always been one. And that, that's the funny part is it took me so long to become a dad that it was something I thought about often, actually, of, 
you know, when I have my own kids, this is what I'm going to do. And um, really, you know, and I guess in a nutshell, it's like I I just want to raise children who who, first of all, you know, help them be their best, um, help them grow and, and understand themselves and become the very best version of themselves to be, you know, a productive member of society, you know, obviously learn as much as they can help them learn about the world and learn who they are. But I think even more than that is to just show them the love that they deserve to show them and help them know how special that they are in this world, in our family, how special they are to me, that they're a unique person. And ultimately that, because, you know, by doing that, hoping that they will be able to accomplish all the goals that they have when they get older, you know, that they can really be anything that they want to be, that I want to give them that confidence and that surety in themselves that no matter what they want to do, that, that I'll be behind them 100%. That's awesome, man. That's well put. That is well put. Now, one of the things that's crossing my mind is nine months after I was married, by no means did we have a kid yet, let alone five kids. And then nine months after I did have a kid, my kid was nine months old. So I basically got to grow up with this child. And yes, there were struggles going through that, but I kind of got to learn along the way. And you've, in essence, kind of jumped into this. And I mean, your your heart is huge and, and it's awe-inspiring to hear the love that they had and the openness that they had to welcome you in, but you also to welcome them in. But, you know, and these desires to help them become the best versions of themselves and be successful, what kind of struggles or trials is making it hard? I mean, nine months into this, you've already got five kids and you haven't had a chance to learn for the past. How old is the oldest out of curiosity? They're twin, twin girls and they're almost 14. They'll be 14 in, in April. Oh, twins. We have six-year-old twins. They're a hoot. So, yeah. so the oldest are 14. My, my oldest are 14 as well. You're into the teenage years with, with right. girls, right? So, I mean, you didn't get to learn and grow with this. You're, you're kind of like, boom, here we go. So what in your desire to give them this and, and help them become their, the best selves, what external struggles are you facing? What, what's making it hard to accomplish that, that feat? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, uh, you know, it's funny you, you mentioned the girls, the twins specifically. Um, they're unlike any girls, you know, you think of teenage girls, right? And they're way crazy and they're, you know, these just what you would think of a typical, you know, 14-year-old girl would be. And they've actually made it super easy on me, truthfully, as, as a new dad. But to answer your question directly, you know, obviously work. I mean, work causes stress, right? I mean, I've just even in the last, um, it's been, you know, in the last nine months, really. Uh, and, and even so the last three months, it's been really stressful at work. So obviously those, you know, those external stresses, I mean, that, that in and of itself, you know, the day to day of just, um, running the house and keeping food on the table and, you know, all those kinds of things can really make it, make you feel overwhelmed. I, um, certainly don't want anyone to think I haven't felt overwhelmed this, you know, during this time, but at the same time, you know, I've been able to kind of, I just, I really got to say, I, I've got like the best kids. They, they're just, I mean, they're still kids. Don't get me wrong. Right. They're still kids. They disobey and they fight with each other sometimes and, and do all of these things, but it really comes down to 
the fact that they're just really great kids. And I'm thankful to be the one who was able to come into their life to give them kind of this. And this is coming from my wife. I mean, I wasn't there the whole, you know, the last seven years, but really giving them a lot of safety and security. And so they, they're very much, they're very much eager to love and to help me. Honestly, they, they try to help me the best that I, that they can, you know, as children, but as younger kids uh, to help me be a great dad. But it is, I mean, that day to day, the busyness of life, it can get, it can get a little overwhelming to really take that time to focus on each one of them. Obviously having five, that's going from zero to five, you know, Um, it was tough to really kind of focus in on each one of them. But um, as I try to do that, I find it easier to kind of take time with each one of them and, and connect with them in some way each day and making that a point of doing that. The twins that he's talking about are phenomenal young women. They really are just low maintenance, low stress, very phenomenal young women. What fears do you have as a dad? You've been in this for nine months, but I'm sure that there are things going through your mind. Like, yeah, there, there's some external things like work and, and the day-to-day stuff, but what's going on inside? The things that probably scare me the most is that <laughs> like, I'm not going to be able to prepare them well enough for when they leave the home. You know, I almost feel like I have to do, I, I, I felt this, that was probably one of the things that was the most, one of the most biggest challenges when I first started becoming that almost felt like I had to be everything all the time and they had to be perfect all the time. Um, because I just immediately felt that, I guess that weight of, raising them the right way and wanting all these things for them. Really, that's kind of that, that frustration that I feel sometimes that I want them to, you know, I can see the best that they can be. And it's like, I want them to be that right now, but realistically they're, they're not (laughs) going to be that right now, right? They're still children. And I have to kind of remind myself of that, that it's a process. It's something that's going to happen over years. And, you know, and I think, kind of a general fear for probably most dads is just providing, you know, you have this family now and being able to provide for them. I think even before I was a dad, that was something that was a little bit scary for me um, at times of, you know, being, being able to give them everything, not only their needs, but a lot of things that they would want. You want to give your kids is, you know, the best life that you can, the best life possible. And so being able to, to do that, I think has always been a little bit of a a fear for me um, in a way that I want to be kind of everything for them. And I want them to have a better life than I had and be more prepared for life than maybe I was when, when I, you know, was older and kind of, you know, became part of the, you know, it got into the world and started working and going to college and all those kinds of things. Um, Other than that, I, I don't know if I could pinpoint any other fears that I, that I would have. I'm with you on that one. And, and it's, it's almost like this fear of being an inadequate, right? Like, am I going to be yeah. able to prepare them to actually face what the world has? And I want nothing, nothing more than to have them be better than me. I want them to be, like you said, I want to be more prepared when they get out into the real world. And can I do that? And that every once in a while, and, and I don't know if this is the same for you guys, but every once in a while, I'll look at my kids and just be like, wait a second, 
dude, I'm, I'm still that little kid that like was, you know, playing baseball in my front yard and looking at baseball cards. How in the heck do I have seven kids and I have a job and I'm putting food on the table and like the pressure of that sometimes when I really think about it is like insurmountable. I'm like, whoa, this is insane. Like, do I really have these kids? And I can't even imagine, you know, being, going from zero to five, the, the, odd, like the, the moments you may, you probably have every once in a while, like, holy cow, do I really have five kids now? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> so in those nine months, I've got to imagine, I mean, with all the learning you've done over the last nine months, there had to have been a couple of pretty hard or frustrating moments and challenges. When was really, like, can you think of a specific time where you just felt like either frustrated or there's a challenge or you felt hopeless in some way? Is there, is there anything you can think of that comes to mind? You know, it, I don't, this may sound dumb. I, I don't know, but it's maybe this is just my personality. But, you know, think of me being a bachelor for almost 20 years. I mean, I had roommates and things like that, but I, you know, I lived alone sometimes. I had roommates sometimes. And I think my wife sometimes even just looks at and laughs at me like, really, this is the thing that you struggle with the most. But um, cleanliness, <laughs> I mean, you have seven kids, you know. Jeff, you've got five, right? It's like, I, <laughs> that's honestly been like the toughest thing. Tidiness, you know, them cleaning up after themselves, trying to to get them to do that. And it's like, I have to just real, that's, that's the thing that, you know, I'll be honest, I wouldn't say I had a breakdown, but I'm trying to think how, where I was. It was probably maybe three months into it. It was just like, it just, I got overwhelmed with, with everything, with the, the, just things were dirty and dishes everywhere and whatever, you know, just, it was just so crazy. And I was up in my room and, and I got really upset and my wife came in and we had a good talk and she kind of talked me off the ledge, so to speak. <laughs> and, you know, ever since then it's been different, thankfully that I just have to, again, I mean, it's, it sounds, it's, well, it sounds probably easier to you guys, but for no, somebody jumping into it, right. It's like, suddenly having that I mean they literally in 2.5 seconds they can blow up a kitchen right <laughs> oh, an entire house <laughs> man I don't kitchen no the entire house they get the the house will be completely straight my kids get home from school and I kid you not as they're walking through they drop their backpack then they drop their jacket 10 feet from <laughs> their shoes off one goes to that room the other kicks it to the other room then one throws a ball knocks something over the other one's getting out crackers and spills it and I'm just like what in the heck just happened so I'm with you man <laughs> and I really what's funny is you know that some of the things you've been saying you know throughout the as you've been talking about you know sometimes we feel like an island I'm not kidding you I did feel like I was on an island nobody nobody's kids do this but mine you know <laughs> and and it was actually refreshing I talked to a couple of guys at work and they're like yeah dude it's that's just that's kids man that's how it works and I'm like it really made me feel better. I was, I really, really did that. I'm not the only one that this happens to. And I wouldn't say it's a struggle as much now because I'm focusing more on what they're doing, who they are. I'm focusing on loving them and seeing them and who cares. Again, that's where my quote comes in. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. What's, what's key. What I learned is you just got to love them, make them feel secure in the home. I don't want to come because I was coming home. And as soon as I walked in the door, 
I was like upset and frustrated because it was blown, you know, the house was blown up. It was stuff everywhere. And so I didn't want to be that dad. I didn't want to be the dad that as soon as, you know, it's like almost like they were afraid of me coming home because I was going to be ornery and upset, clean up this, clean up that. And, and sadly, that's kind of how I was the first little bit that I was kind of treating them um, almost like loving them conditional upon their cleanliness. Right. And I didn't even realize I was doing it, to be honest. And then again, my wife, when we talked, you know, she just was like, I, I, you know, I feel like you're, you're almost basing your love on, you know, it's not that unconditional love. It's almost a conditional love. And, and that was the last thing I wanted to do. So I had to just refocus and shift the paradigm a little bit to what are they doing well? And I mean, that's, and that was easy because they do so many things well. And they're so, such great kids. That's really the way that I had, that I've overcome it. And I'm not perfect, you know, all the time with it because it is something I'm still, you know, just still working through sometimes, but I'm way, way better with it than I was. So you just mentioned uh, just a little bit ago about, you know, people at work giving you some advice and stuff. What did people, whether it be your dad, you know, friends and family, what sort of advice did people give you? before you took on all of these kids? I think the best advice um, that I got was just give them a lot of love. You know, some of it was, was kind of joking about, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. Again, a lot of the things that, that I've even mentioned about maybe cleanliness, or they're going to disobey or they're going to do some crazy things, but just give them as, just give them love, show them that they're loved you know, as far as just becoming, yeah, really becoming a dad, that, that to me was really the best advice that I could have gotten. I did get a lot of other kind of joking things, but it all came down to that. Anything, any piece of advice that I got was really down to that of just, you know, remember that they're kids, they're going to do some things you're not, you just can't even believe at times, but be patient with them. Remember that you were a kid once you know, and I think that's something too, that I have to consistently remind myself of that. I was a kid once I wasn't always clean. I wasn't always made the best decisions. I didn't always do these things. And I think I'm so far removed from that, that I did forget. I think I did forget. And I'm remembering that so much better now that I'm sure I did these things when I was a kid and, and really just being patient too. That was a big thing that people talked about was just, you know, just be patient with them. Try to understand them. It's hard sometimes, but that patience and understanding will go so far of just, just sometimes you just, you just have to let it go and not worry about the moment, but what, you know, how can I teach them in this moment? And again, you're going to get upset with them at times and things, you know, you're going to get frustrated, but always show them love even, even after you've been upset with them. That's awesome. And I, I couldn't agree with more. I mean, the love is, is the foundation. And one of the things I can't help but pick up on, and I hope, I think, I think the listeners are probably picking up too, but is your humility through all of this, which I think is a key element in being a totally rad dad is being humble and open. And I, and I just put myself in your shoes, you know, the coming in and seeing the dirty house and then, you know, being frustrated up in your room and your wife comes in and, and she talks to you about like, well, I feel like this is almost in, in essence, a conditional love. And to be able to take that criticism and not 
essentially shut down and be frustrated and push it away, which as a guy is so easy to do. I know I've done that and I've been given advice from my wife or other people and I'll shut it down and kind of get stubborn with it. But uh, I think that's one of the greatest attributes you can have is to be humble and understand that you're not perfect, neither are your kids, and you're not better than your kids, your kids aren't better than you, but that you're essentially on the same team and we're, we're trying to grow together. And I mean, the amount of growth you've done in nine months, I think you've done more growing than in nine months than I've done in 14 years of having kids. So I'm super <laughs> impressed with that. Going through this the past nine months, and I, you mentioned like, yeah, no, no, I'm no, not perfect. I have a lot of learning to do. Yeah. I mean, I think the learning is a dad. I look at my dad and I feel like he's still even learning, you know, being my dad, I'm 40 now and, and he's learning to go through that. So I think that's definitely just a lifelong process of learning. But what do you feel like, what transformation have you experienced over the last nine months of being, you know, of having a family like this and having your children? Like, how has it changed you? What, what transformations have you felt inside? You know, I would say, I think, again, that that transformation of really loving them, this unconditional love that no matter what they do, even if they've disobeyed or lied or, you know, something happened at school, just really, I think I've been able to transform my love for them in, uh, in a more unconditional way and really learning how to do that. And you know, too, I, again, I think, you know, as a, you know, they call it getting set in your ways, right? I think it was, I think I was set in my ways in so many ways as a, as a bachelor, it was very easy to get set in my ways. Cause you know, I, I was under control of everything, a lot of most everything in my life and nobody messed with my stuff. And that, that was probably one of the biggest things is, kind of letting go of that and trying to understand what each of my kids need and not having to have everything perfect in my life. Because to be honest, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I've really needed to let go of so many of those things that I thought were really important, you know, even cleanliness, like 100%, everything's got to be perfectly clean all the time and tidy all of the time. It's just not realistic. You know, it's not realistic to, to have, I mean, the kids live in the house. I want them to live in the house. I want them to have fun. So just really kind of letting go of even expectations. I think expectations can get in our way so much, can get in the way of our happiness. Um, because when we've expected something that really isn't, isn't real, isn't, isn't realistic, that immediately, we're immediately kind of unhappy and it, uh, we're disappointed, right? And I found myself, again, I, that's kind of in the stories that I've already told. I found myself unhappy a lot because my expectations weren't being met. So I think that's been probably one of the biggest things as far as my transformation of, of loving them unconditionally and kind of shifting that, I guess, expectations and controlling everything, I guess, in, in a way and kind of letting that go. All right, Scott. Well, we appreciate your time. And I'm sure that there are people out there, fathers out there that are not probably in your same exact shoes, but in similar shoes. And I'm sure your words can bring them a little bit of uh, encouragement and a little bit of uh, maybe something to reflect on and something on, on things that, that they can change. And before we leave, though, I got to say congratulations because they are expecting. When is, uh, when is, when is she due? 
Yeah, so we're, my wife's expecting our little girl, and she's due June first. Wait, yeah. get out of here. really? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Congratulations, man. Thank That's you. Incredible. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm super excited. Obviously, this will uh, this will be the first time I've gone through the whole. Yeah, you know, starting from, from the beginning. I'm a child, so I'm really excited. Oh, that's, that's that, crazy. I, I think it's appropriate to say that is totally rad. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. All right. And remember, we are rad by choice. And not by chance. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets Podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are Rad Dads by choice, not by chance.